0: Hello and welcome to this month's Game on Girl Hangout. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz. I'm here today with Rhonda, Mark, and Isabella, and hopefully we'll be shortly joined by Ryan. So, hi guys. Hey. Hi. How is everyone doing this
1: Sunday
2: afternoon? Not too bad. Well, Well, at at least tech is working halfway. Halfway, yeah.
1: Yeah. So many yeah, computer problems.
0: We've had some technical difficulties so far, guys. So um, that's actually why Ryan isn't here. He's working to get his Hangout up and running as we speak. And Isabella is going to be an ethereal voice joining us from <laughs> <laughs> her space since her camera is not cooperating right now.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what's happening. Uh, could be the internet, could be my computer, could be. It, you know a number of things.
0: such is the way with the world. We don't we don't always know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we have some fun topics to talk about uh, this hangout. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about a very popular movie that just came out about a week and a half ago, some TV, some stuff that we're reading, and some games that we're playing. So uh, yeah, let's get started. Let's start with Rhonda. Brought up some current events that uh, look like they might be of interest to us and our listeners. So,
2: uh, what do you got for us, Rhonda? Well, I, know, I don't usually do this at the last <laughs> minute, um, I but I just it, heard but... about it. And yeah. part of the story, because um, I've been I, I've been very unplugged uh, lately, but I, part of the story to me was just so so amusing that I couldn't. Not bring Thank it up. But it was about um, Twitter's announcement for their uh, trust and safety council, and not just that, but the the people who are on the council okay. and apparently some of the things that uh, that's Twitter's choosing to do and um, I wrote a couple of articles when i when I could. Um, Uh, just to kind of get a background and figure out what the backlash is and stuff like that. Um, I know that there were some changes early on where um, Twitter was altering timelines or something like that and everybody kind of pushed back on that and they're like okay, okay and the idea behind the Trust and Safety Council is that they are wanting to try to control the conversations on Twitter so that there's less abuse now that sounds very honorable right but um they have created a council that's sort of I guess policing this kind of thing um and we could get into all the details about that I don't think that that's nearly as important as maybe just talking about what what Twitter is or was and what it should be and mm-hmm. whether or not the council has a place in that. Um, it's a, it, and it, it's about social media in general. I mean it's a, it's a real conundrum. Yeah. Um, I don't know the statistics on the uh, nationalities of the majority of the people that are on Twitter. Um, I could probably guess that most of them are Americans um, but if we just consider the Internet society, if we just consider the internet as um, its own community, uh, I think one of the main things everybody expects there is freedom of speech. Um, But that's a very complicated uh, phrase, freedom of speech. Also, you pair that with Twitter is a private organization, is a private company. They can do anything they want. Right. I mean they're the ones that's investing money making money that's what their job is they are a business and they can make that business anything they want and as
0: as Facebook has proved um, they can change the terms of service and privacy and whatever you know whatever it is that they want to do with it, they can they can change that as as one and as needed and there's no regulations about that that's that's part of and part of all this I think too is kind of the newness of social media and mm-hmm. addressing these issues because there, there's no, there's no history. <laughs> That's part of the problem is there's no history for this kind of socializing.
2: Yeah. So the laws are,
0: aren't aimed at this.
2: Well, and also, do we want laws? You know, um, yeah. do we want laws about speech? Um, do we want and also I mean that uh, people would argue that the Internet is an entirely different territory anyway. Um, it's the individual's territory, it's our territory, it's not the government's territory, it's not a business's territory. Um, s- but at the same time, let, we uh, enjoy commerce on the Internet. Mm-hmm. We, we've embraced that. But it's the same thing. If you come into our house, this is the way our house is run. So if you're going to if you're going to create a social media business on the internet, you are entering the internet community. You're entering the internet environment. Right. So um, like and you we'll said, there's
0: voluntarily.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's um, there's expectations. You know, everybody expects to be have creative freedom and no rules, but at the same time, there is no precedence, like you said, um, about um, the extremes that social media has allowed. Right. Uh, And well, sorry. No, that's okay. Go ahead.
0: I'm just I I keep trying to think about it like. I'm not sure how I feel. I have I have to read more about the Trust and Safety Council and and their their plans and what they're going to do and how they're going to handle things. Because I think it's a good idea to bring awareness to the the power words have and the power Twitter can have, especially in terms of the women who or people, you know, because it's not just women who get harassed on Twitter. But the women, you know, anybody who gets harassed on Twitter, I think it should be brought to attention that that this can be and is a problem. Um, And so I was trying in my mind to like to think about think about Twitter. Okay, you think you have 140 characters, right? And so your freedom of speech is you can do whatever you want with those 140 characters, right? Who cares? You know, who's listening, who wants to listen, whatever. Those are your 140 characters. But what's the difference between those 140 characters that you just have and you just express and when you at message someone with like all caps or, you know, messages of hatred or rape threats or whatever else it might be? The equivalent of that in the offline world is stepping up into somebody's face and screaming at them. You know, so how do we reconcile? Those, two, no. those are two completely different things, and that's what I think you know, becomes the problem when you want to jump to, we can't police people on Twitter because we're impeaching their freedom of speech. Well, you know, you can't walk up on the street and scream in somebody's face. You can't follow somebody around and tell them
2: you're going to rape them in, in the real world. You can you know? walk up. To, it is not illegal to walk up right. to somebody scream in their face. It is a police concern <laughs> if you threaten someone with physical harm right and I think that's where it gets very 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 confusing because I don't think Twitter or any social media company as a business has a responsibility um, to police that they are not policemen right so that's why the whole thing is so incredibly confusing is because the Internet does not have any police and it's almost impossible to do because of the volume, um, just the amount, know, amount of people who just are on it, the amount of screening. messaging that's going on, yeah. and the leniency at which people are given to use words as recklessly and with abandon as that they are. Right. Um, that's that to me is where the line is 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 really drawn. Is right. where you have a difficulty is with. The physical threats that would, in real life, involve um, right legal action, and and that's
0: where it, like you know, when you when you read the accounts of people who have been harassed on Twitter and in social media situations, you know, and they go to the police. The police are like, just turn your computer off. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, well, that doesn't take the fear away (laughs) of people who have found their phone numbers and found their addresses and who have Mm -hmm. you know. You know all this personal information on they they have you know it, it's cross, it's crossed those lines. We can't just say that yeah. anymore because that is what's happened is is people get what's called docs right, where all their personal information mm-hmm. gets put publicly and you know all this kind of stuff and their parents' phone numbers are passed out and you know all this other kind of crazy stuff happens. So there has to be something and there has to be some way to address all of that that hasn't happened. And I guess that that would be what, you know, if I'm going to come back and say something, that's what I'm going to say. I don't know. I can't say, like I said, I haven't read the article, so I don't know um, what Twitter is doing necessarily with this Trust and Safety Council, but I'm glad they're talking about it.
3: (laughs) Well, my personal feeling is this. It, It is a free speech situation up until the point where somebody is threatened. I don't think there's any room for anybody to be threatened by anyone. However, if somebody wants to get on um, Twitter or Facebook or wherever and spew whatever stupid filth falls from their head about hating any group or whatever, that's their right. If you're bugged about it, then don't look at it. If you're somebody who is on um, uh, social media and you're going to, you know, I'm just throwing Anita Sarkeesian up here because she's part of their... Trust and Safety Council, if you're somebody like her who um, stands up and waves a banner that's going to piss off somebody on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have to understand that you are going to get people screaming back at you. It's just like celebrities, you know, when they become a celebrity, they have to put up with people, you know, contacting them and bugging them in their personal life. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Once you've made yourself some sort of celebrity, which she has, there's no two ways about it, um, you're going to get stuff like that. Now, does anybody have the right to threaten her? No, not at all. But they have the right to say whatever they want to her against what she says. And that's not saying that I'm against her one way or the other. Um, but you know. So
2: we're, ta- we're talking about um, individual opinions, whether they be... Mm-hmm. Um, smart, intelligent, you know, relevant, stupid, idiotic, extreme. Mm-hmm. It, we ought to be able to have a conversation, even with stupid people, or um, have disagreements. That nobody's opinion should be edited.
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and and if you want to say that's the case, I don't know how much protection Twitter has or Facebook has as a as a private company, but. You know, maybe the ACLU gets involved, you know, because you say, oh, well, it's okay for me because I'm liberal to, you know, spout my liberal beliefs, but this guy over here who's a right-wing guy is saying something that I don't agree with and I find offensive, so we need to censor him. You you can't do that,
4: you know. Yeah.
3: There's nowhere to draw the line. The only way to draw the line really is, are you physically threatening somebody? Are, yeah. you, are you um, putting them in fear of their life or threatening to harm them? anyway? That's about the only way I think you can really brass tack say this is where the
0: line is you can't yeah. pass it. I, I agree but and I also think that is but that is what is happening is that people are getting threatened and their personal information is being shared and then they're being targeted and they're being told by different you know groups or whatnot to say you know this person deserves this kind of attention and that's crossing several lines as far as I'm oh, concerned. Yeah. one thing if it's you, but if it's, mm-hmm. it's another thing if you know it's like, you know, you have, you know, a small group of of passionate people who have this belief that this person is bad and what they're saying is bad, and then you have them tell all of their friends and they tell all of their friends and then they're all screaming in all caps and
2: on your Twitter at <laughs> you for what you've said.
3: Hey, it's
0: unpleasant. That's okay. That, they can
2: scream. I mean scream. if you're yeah. if you're making a if you're making a statement I'm all about
0: open discussions. I'm all about people having their own points of view. I'm not good with people who constantly say this person needs to be raped because they have this point of view.
3: No. No, no,
2: it's, no but and it's that's
3: distasteful.
2: Yeah, uh, no, it's not Twitter <laughs> It's not Twitter's responsibility though. What, what the people who are failing here um is the police like you mentioned earlier our, our judicial system that's saying that's their problem they, they,
0: they, they, off. yeah
2: yeah are it's they have they're not approaching this issue with any seriousness they're keeping their hands off because they're saying hey just turn your computer off they're obfuscating as long as they can Yeah, and the, um, it was interesting, Mark, because you used a key word. I think on the op- on the other side of the argument, the the um, well, I sure as hell don't want the government any more involved, but our our, our legal system needs to be more involved. But you use the word "offended." Mm-hmm. It's like you know what? Too offended bad. It is the key. It is is the go-to word if you want to stop a discussion. If you want to stop someone's expression, if you want to stop someone's opinion, you say, Oh, that offends me. It's like, you know what? Get over it.
3: Yep. The the people in this country have gotten to be a little too uh, Pussy. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. For <laughs> lack of a better term. It's you know it's like, when, when it's I like, grew up you had to learn that sticks and stones, you know, break your well, bones but words don't that, hurt me.
2: Yeah, not just that, but I don't think that if if you don't have a strength of conviction, then you are going to be easily offended Mm -hmm. because there's a sense of insecurity there. If you're so easily offended, if your security is so delicate that somebody else's words are going to topple that, that... Th- they are they are people that are easily stirred by a gust of wind right and it's like you know what you, you need a fortitude of character here
5: yeah well, well if you're gonna seems like to a- me like people will put themselves in that situation on purpose even though they say yeah. they don't want that they get on they get online to specifically pick a fight yep and it becomes a um, a control issue because you know mm-hmm. they can't see this person in person, you know, and then they, they just get, it ramps up. They just get more angry yeah. because there's nothing they can do about it but sit there and, you know, type away their anger, and it just escalates.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we had somebody on uh, the Game on Girl website, which I was actually very excited about, and, um, That they um, tried to post a comment apparently to one of our writers' articles, and the system failed. Well, we've learned just recently that Squarespace has been screwing us over on comments for ages. Anyway, we have so much problem with that. So they took to their website. What? I said I'm very angry. (laughs) Yes. They took they took to their website and wrote this scathing. Post about us blocking them, deleting their comments, um, throwing out uh, words about GamerGate and social justice and all this bunch of stuff. And I went to his site, and I said, "Look, I said we don't have enough followers to block anybody. I said <laughs> if you wanted to write a comment, it this you know computers fail all the time. I said I am more than happy to have your comments on our site because we don't ever get any, <laughs> and." so it's like we're we're not going to block anybody and so I wrote him a long message like you making some really great points I think that you kinda fall down in this area but you know I'm with you on this and then he seemed to be responding reasonably for a little while but then he just took a tangent and it was obvious that's what he wanted to do exactly what you're saying Ryan he wanted to fight about this he wanted to have a cause he wanted to rant about Gamergate or whatever the hell was going on at the time and just throwed, threw us in there with it. Yeah. And we well, had A lot no of associated...
5: it is, you know, it's probably attention, you know. Oh, yeah. You, you don't know what uh, these people go through in their regular lives. And, yeah. You know, it. maybe they just need they need that outlet, you know, on an emotional scale. I mean, it may not be right, but that's probably one of the causes.
0: Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I agree and I think that's one of the things too that makes the discussion of social media and this kind of safety and and thinking about harassment and thinking about what it means when you are on Twitter and you're talking to people is is part of what makes it so complicated. Um, You know anytime you have human beings involved it's, it's going to be complicated because that's just what happens is everybody's got their own point of view and everybody has their own experience and that's what I constantly say is, is wrong or the issue that I have with Arne, Anita Sarkeesian's analysis in general is that yeah I, I can understand reading games as a text which is what she does she looks at games like they're a book okay the problem is that games are not books you know they are interactive and people attach to games in a way that they don't attach to literature because they experience them in a different way, and you can't take that piece out of the equation. And it's just like you can't take the people out of the equation of Twitter. Or there's no reason for Twitter.
2: Right. Yeah. And there's additional responsibility there mm-hmm. with uh, with parents. Oh, um,
0: absolutely.
2: Because I mean, I've seen I've seen some things recently where you know women have found the parents oh, of yeah. some of these trolls <laughs> and said, "This is yeah. what your son sent me," and the mom's like, "I'm going to take care of this."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've and, seen that too. That's like one of my favorite things that has yeah. come out of this. Like, I'm going to talk to your mom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's about all it would take because mm-hmm. there a, a lot of these people they number one they don't they don't give value to the meaning of words of what they mm-hmm. what they say and number two they're just misbehaving yeah They're just misbehaving.
0: Well, and it goes right back to, you know, what Mark and Ryan talked about on the very first episode Mm -hmm. of the show that they were on, Secret Geek Shame, episode 5, you know, from three years ago now. Where we're talking about don't say online what you won't say to someone's face. Like, if you are not comfortable saying this face-to-face to to somebody, don't say it to them on Twitter. Don't say it to them on Facebook.
3: I will point out that in our society, as of late, there are a lot of people who wouldn't be afraid to say a lot of the shit they say on the
0: <laughs> Well, yeah, that is definitely true.
3: <clears throat> yeah, and the last, the last, you know... How
0: about if you wouldn't say it to your years? mom, you shouldn't say it
1: to somebody
3: else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, is, well, is, is they, don't they don't
3: respect them. their mothers, either.
1: Yeah.
3: Is, is Isabella still there?
1: Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay,
3: what, what do you got to say? Bring, bring it home.
1: Well, I think part of it is a, a complete lack of accountability.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. Like, it
1: goes back to that, like, if you wouldn't say it in front of your mother, maybe don't say it at all. There's no repercussions. You can go on the Internet and say whatever you want, tell whatever lies you want, and there's no repercussions, really. Someone might block you, but that, what is that? You can just make a new account and harass someone over and over again. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, there's just no, I think the the internet world is just it's totally different in that way and that, I think that's just something that we're adjusting to and still trying to figure out the rules and that's I mean something like this like this the trust and safety council is sort of a step in the right direction but I think they're gonna they're not gonna get they're going to have some missteps along the way. Right, well, are trying to, try try to they're figure, figure their and they yeah. have to figure
0: out how to do it in a way that doesn't discount people's experiences, and that's always the danger when you have a council, you know, any kind of council that's given any kind of power, you have to address the people that are involved in it, and this is a massive group we're talking about, because we're talking about however many people use Twitter, which I have no idea how, like Toronto said, I don't know the demographics and I don't know the statistics, but that's a lot of people on Twitter so.
2: Yeah well and I would I would only slightly disagree uh, with you Isabella as far as um, the internet is new but the way that people are acting is not. Right exactly. Lying about people, trying to discredit them, stab them in the back, um, you know ruin the reputation, um, that is not new.
1: no but but the rules surrounding that is a little bit we're still not caught up to to know that's
2: exactly right
1: because in real life you have you have laws against libel and slander and you can put out a restraining order against someone and the justice system isn't really caught up to a point where it takes anything on the internet seriously Yeah, but for the the majority
2: the majority of lies and slander that goes on, no legal action has ever taken. No. I mean, people, you, we have all experienced it. I've experienced it where, I mean, there was one year in college my life was a living hell because someone spread one little lie about me. One. And, I mean, I couldn't do anything. I was constantly harassed. That doesn't go to the police. That's just girls being mean.
1: Yeah, I think part of it is also the scale of yeah. how big things can get out of control on the internet. Yes. I mean, like one group yes. of people that is the key in an isolated right instance, right is a lot different than this entire movement that comes out of yes. nowhere to harass certain people.
3: Well, the, yes. uh, the other the other big difference between real life and the internet is one word: anonymity.
1: Exactly. Yes. Uh, That's part of the
4: yeah Yeah,
3: exactly and somebody can spread you know bullshit about you in real life more than likely you're going to be able to trace back to where it came from Um, on the internet good luck you know and and that's the problem you know like you said um, Isabella accountability we don't have any accountability you don't have any real easy way to track somebody down who's Mm -hmm. you know lying about you or spreading anything about you so
2: yeah. yeah yeah and scale that's another good word Isabella, mm-hmm. that's 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 what I think probably is overwhelming um, to the judicial system is yeah. is the scale and then the uh, anonymity. Yeah. Yep. Curious. Anyway.
0: it'll yeah. be interesting to see how it evolves.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, every, and everybody knows how I feel about social media anyway, so. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not surprised or disappointed. <laughs> um, well, so are we about 50-50 on who all saw Deadpool?
3: I think we're at about 60% in this group. Ryan,
2: 60%? have you seen
5: it? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, yeah, go
2: for it, guys. So what's the, um, just thumbs up, thumbs down then, Ryan.
5: Uh, I would thumbs up. I mean, it was me personally. I enjoyed it, but you know, if I would have been sitting next to somebody that was under the age of uh, sixteen, I would have you know been cringing a bit.
2: Did anybody who went to the theater to see it have kids in the theater under sixteen? No. Nope. I no, did.
5: I went at midday on a Tuesday, so. <laughs>
2: I went, like, 11.30 on a Saturday, and there were little little kids in there.
0: Little kids?
2: Uh, Yes.
1: It was little kids. Okay, that's just... It's just... I like any movie. Probably don't drag little kids, too. (laughs)
2: Yeah. What about you, Mark? Thumbs up, thumbs down.
3: Thumbs way up Main Street.
2: Yep. Thumbs up. They did it right from the absolute first note. Yep.
3: Absolutely. The uh, the opening credits, like I wasn't paying attention for like the first moment of the opening credits, and everybody started laughing. I was like, "What the hell did I miss?" I looked up at the at uh, the actual lettering and was like, "Going, oh, <laughs> nice,
2: fantastic, and, it was fantastic."
3: And I think uh, um, we should give spoiler warnings now. We will be talking yeah, yeah. About this movie in some yeah. detail. And uh, Isabella and Regina already signed off on us talking in front of them, so nobody yeah. worry. Yeah. But it's uh, an
2: experience.
3: Yeah, it's it is a the thing. I, the thing that I, I loved about it, and I, I actually didn't realize why I was so in love with it until I heard. Um, I was watching Kevin Smith's uh, podcast Batman on Batman last night, and they were reviewing hmm. it, and he brought up the the great point that you know this is a movie for us, for the adults. It's not some PG-13 pile of shit that they lump together to get more kids in the theater. And because it's done so well, now maybe the studios are going to realize, hey, guess what? Adults will pay good money to go see a movie that's targeted towards them as well.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I totally agree with that, and I think that's one of the reasons I've been so in love with it, um, you know, since I started seeing the
5: trailers and stuff, you know, months and months ago.
3: So...
2: Ryan, what do love.
5: you think they got right? Well, I, I came into uh, Deadpool completely knowing nothing about Deadpool, so uh, it was a completely uh, fresh experience for me all around. I mean, I had heard some stuff about him, and, you know, I like Ryan Reynolds um, as an actor, but, you know, I look at it as a technical guy, so, like, checking it out, so, like, what you guys were saying about the, the opening credits, I was just blown away by the way that they put that together mm-hmm. and yeah, the comical part of, uh, you know, them putting in the, the fake names for the opening credits. Uh, you know, it just, it was a good time. I, it, it didn't take itself, it didn't take itself so seriously. So I didn't take it, you know, so seriously. And I didn't mm-hmm. like, I wasn't overjudging the movie at any point in time. I just, yeah. you know, sat down and enjoyed the ride and it was a fun ride.
2: That's you know, a one, great description,
5: one of the
3: things I loved about it too was is i was I've been invested in seeing this movie for probably six months or more now and so i normally I don't like to do it, but i've I've been so enthralled I've been watching the trailers and you know all the the like thirty second ones and theatrical trailers and and all that and you do see you know almost all of the really good gags in the movie in the trailers. but And, and I hate that normally because I normally feel like, oh, I've seen the whole movie just by watching the trailers. But the context around those little bits of scenes that they showed made them even funnier. That was one of the things I love. It's like I felt like, wow, I hope they have a lot more of this movie because I feel like I've seen all the punchlines and all the cool action sequences. But once you see them in context, they're that much better so
2: that was I noticed awesome. that too I totally agree that was um, that was a pleasant surprise mm-hmm. in that they paid enough attention to tease the the um, the viewers enough but then surprise us in the film knowing the way the trailer I, I noticed the exact same thing and I thought it was brilliant it was just it was wonderful um, it's it's definitely a movie I say you should see in the theater and in a crowded theater because
4: mm-hmm,
3: it's yeah. an
2: experience. It's it's a, a gut busting fun time.
3: And you knew what you're in in for right from the opening credits. When that's what drew my eye to the screen was everybody was laughing you know, at the credits. Yep. It's like what the hell did I miss? <laughs> and you start seeing the, the names come up and you're like going, oh this is great. You know the, the whole theater's like,
2: all laughing. It set the context. Everybody already knew, yes, this is the movie I was coming to see. Mm-hmm. You know?
5: Unfortunately, to the crowd I team... saw it with uh, did not laugh. My wife and I were definitely the loudest people in the theater, and I was okay with that. But, uh, yeah, it was mostly older people, so... <laughs> <laughs>
4: <That's>
5: <laughs> I think they were going to see a superhero movie, and they they weren't quite sure what they got. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they were hoping for their PG-13 schlock fest, and
5: yeah, I don't know. It it makes me wonder if people even pay attention to ratings anymore. If they just see the advertising and the poster, and oh, well, it was the the preview is on television. It must be okay.
3: No, I think oh, it's I actually. Thought... I think they actually literally think that it's just going to be a PG-13 movie, like every other superhero movie's been. Oh, I, agree I
2: don't with...
5: think anybody pays attention to the ratings anymore.
2: No, no. I totally agree with Ryan because um, I don't know whether anybody read or saw "Girl with a Dragon Tattoo." <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I saw the original movie.
2: Um, yeah, well, list. we went. I went into the theater to see the. Um, I guess it was the the new um, Daniel Craig version, and it's like entire family. I'm talking about grandma on down to teenage boy. That the, it was like six of them came in to watch it. And oh, we God. looked over at them and were like, "Oh my God, they <laughs> and they got them <laughs> left."
4: Yeah,
2: I was like, "What the hell do you know about this movie that you would think that this is a family good time hour to go spend?" You know? Mm. Oh, so stupid.
0: Well, I think that is the problem. I think people don't don't pay attention
1: to the ratings anymore. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Well, but, like, well, how much meaning does a rating have anymore? Well, yeah, me? I don't, I, that's that's part of the problem, but... And our rating can be anything from, like, well, they said two F words to Deadpool, yeah. basically.
3: Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Deadpool earned the hell out of their <laughs> rating. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome. Every minute of it was glorious.
4: Yes.
5: Well, when I went to go see The Hateful Eight in the theater... Uh, my wife and I were sitting next to an older couple that must have gone just because they thought it was a Western. And at the end, the lady looks over at, at my wife and I and goes, well, that was interesting. <laughs> and we both look at her and go, well, you know, it was a Tarantino film. And she goes,
2: yeah. what's that? And goes, oh, my God.
5: Well, never mind. I mean, you don't go see a Quentin Tarantino movie unless you're going to, that you want to see, you know, gratuitous blood exploding out of people and language <laughs> and, you know, racial slurs here and there. It's just, yep, that's it, the type it, of movies he makes.
2: Yes. That's, that's I mean, the common knowledge. Just yep. common knowledge. That's what it is. Did you like Hateful Eight, Brian?
5: I, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite Tarantino film, uh, but you know, like I was telling other people, I'd like to see it again before I make my final judgment. You know, it's kind of one of those things you go in with an expectations game a little bit because yeah. you've seen all the other movies that he's done, and uh, it was gorgeous. I mean, cinematography was amazing. They did some really cool, like, old Western-style stuff, really long yeah. shots and really neat camera tricks. And yeah. I mean, as a as a geek, I appreciate that. The really, um, the really
3: long camera shots of uh, a stagecoach for ten minutes because they realized they were going to be in a cabin the rest of the time... <laughs>
5: Right, exactly.
2: What's your favorite Tarantino, then?
5: Oh, geez. I don't know. I would probably have to... I mean, Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards and Django. You know, I I think it would be an even split between those three movies. I uh, just think the actors and the writing and...
2: Yeah.
5: Um, it's just, they're really smart. They are, they're hard to watch because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't... Swear like a sailor, and you know, sp- spit out racial slurs every other word. But um, as a film, uh, if you're prepared for that when you go into it, I think it, you know, they're just they're good movies.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm I love *Inglorious Bastards*.
5: I think that uh,
3: *Hateful Eight is kind of a return to form for him. Um, mm-hmm. It was more along the lines of um, *Pulp Fiction* and *Reservoir Dogs*. Um, that being said, I there there was one scene in the in the movie that even I felt was too much, um, and wow, yeah, <laughs> it was it was just a bit much. The yeah, it was a very violent movie in the first place, but there was one area of the violence that I thought was so over the top and so harsh that I just I was I, w- I couldn't believe that he decided that it was a good idea to film it that way. I mean, yes, it's Tarantino, but still, it's
5: it's a bit much.
2: Wow, did what you see he- it? Do you know what? I haven't seen it yet. Do you know what scene he's talking about, Ryan?
5: Uh, I don't. I'm not. It's the scene where had the conversation, but it's the scene where you find out
3: what happened to the people that were actually supposed to be at the way station.
5: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I, well, I didn't like the. It, I mean, that scene, yeah, it was the violence was a bit much, but just the that scene yeah. in particular was the down the the. Worst part of the movie, I guess, if there was a worst part, just the acting was weird. It was just a weird flashback, and I didn't, I didn't like how it fit into the the film.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I didn't mind having the scene there, but um, okay, spoiler. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. There, basically, what happens is, is that you find out that these guys came to this place to um, bust somebody out of somebody else's custody, and um, they have to basically take over this way station and, and to, to do it, they kill everybody that's there. And there's like, I think five people there, six people there. And the way they go about it and how much they sit on that scene or, or the individual shots of that scene, like um, I don't know if you know who Zoe Bell is. She's the one who played or who was Uma Thurman's stunt double and kill Bill. And she was also in uh, uh, what uh, Death Proof. Death uh, she, yeah, she she played herself in Death Proof, and
5: she was also in Django as well. And
3: yeah, it, at any rate, she's really sweet in in the scene, and you know, just a really nice girl. And um, they shoot her, and 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 she's not the only one, but. And they kind of do this. I think they did it kind of to both the young girls, where they shot them. The girls were kind of lying on the ground, wheezing and, you know, begging for help. And then, you know, just kind of put another one in them. And it's like, I didn't need to see that, you know. Mm-hmm. And and they could have done a flashback to explain what happened without going that far. And it could have been a lot
5: mm-hmm. quicker, too. So. It, it was a long movie. It was almost three hours.
3: Yeah. Well, if you'd cut some of those scenes of the. <laughs> Of the, of the carriage, is, you you would have gotten it down to two and a half hours easy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, and there are times that, that, that Tarantino, I think, can be long-winded. He likes his words.
5: Yeah, he's a dialogue I, director for sure. And I'm okay with
3: that. I, I actually really like long movies. I, I like a movie that I can go and I can sit down and, and watch for three hours, as long as it's, you know, really well done. And there I don't feel like I have, you know extraneous garbage being mm. thrown in there to fill up the time.
2: Um, if I'm having a good time, I, I totally agree. If, you, if you've got a three-hour story, do it. And that's, I mean, that swinging around, that's the way Deadpool was. I was disappointed when it was over.
3: Yeah, me too. I was like, they could have easily done another 20 minutes and I would have been just fine.
1: Yeah. Well, I heard that they like the, cut uh, part of the budget the, the last minute or something and they had to make do. So I think they intended it to be longer, actually. That, that would have been fine with me.
2: Yeah, I was I, shocked
5: I it was as short as it was.
2: Yeah, I don't think they would have run out of gags. There's no, there's just no way they just, and and they were smart about it. You you can't, you can't have that kind of comedy. You can't have that kind of uh, energy, and power without um, smart writing. I mean, there was just a lot of smarts involved in that. It's not it, its not just crass to be crass.
3: So, what did you think of the damsel in distress bit with uh, his girlfriend?
2: Oh, that's a good question.
3: Because you have two other female characters in the movie that are, you know, total badasses. Yeah. And are pretty much on even playing field with everybody else. And um, from what I understand of the... Of the um, comics line, that girl becomes his girlfriend. becomes a superhero. I can't remember who it is. I think think her name is Copycat. Yeah, she Um, becomes Copycat, and you know, is a a hero in and of herself. In and of herself, she's she ends up being a hero. So I was just kind of I thought it was weird that that she was so much a damsel in distress. There was a, a scene in one of the trailers where she actually says, you know, I'm not your I, I'm not your typical damsel in distress or something like that, which wasn't in the movie. So I th- I just thought it was really weird that they that they went that route. I mean, she does have a great scene where she, you know, nails somebody with a pipe or something like that. I can't remember, but Yeah.
2: I don't know. I guess because they set her up at the very beginning as someone who could go toe to toe um I mean, the the opening, her opening scene with Ryan Reynolds in the bar, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, you know, I can go toe-to-toe with you. I'm not scared. And you could tell to go, this is a badass couple. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that, that she got abducted, I mean, part of that is Deadpool. Part of that is Deadpool doesn't care he is... Um, he does all the stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. He does all the stereotypes. He demeans women. He calls them chicks. He talks about their bodies. He's he he he, he offends everybody. And so part of that I think is kind of fits. Yeah. And um, and
3: unless any lest uh, Isabella or Regina be offended by that, just keep in mind that he also <laughs> is used and <in> abused too. <laughs> and that's also, yes. Yeah, that's part of the, the joke, is he, yes. he, he takes it just as much as he gives it. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's
0: what, you know, having not been able to get to the movie before, and uh, the Hangout, um, you know, I've loved that aspect of the promotion, like the way they're promoting. I think the marketing for this movie has been just outstanding. Um not the least of which is just the depth to which Ryan Reynolds is willing to go. <laughs> yeah.
3: If you're if you're amazed by that with the trailers, you should see some of the stuff he has to do in the movie.
0: I'm not. I, I that's one of the reasons why I wanted to see it. I can't wait to see exactly what, you know, that that's the level of the marketing and that's the way that's gone. I can't wait to see what the, the movie actually has to deliver. <laughs>
2: it's fun. Yeah,
1: sounds like it. It looks like it would be too.
3: So, Isabella, yeah. were you excited to go see it at some point?
1: Yes, yes. I've actually read like one or two Deadpool comics because I heard about the movie like a long time ago, and I was just curious about his story. And yeah, I love a character that breaks the fourth wall. And that's—he does that a lot. (laughs) And
3: and he is not shy about doing it in the movie either. I mean, he has some great, great little quips. I mean, not even like a big scene or anything. Like just a quip. Like I think there's one point where Colossus says, "You know, we're gonna go take you to see uh, um, Professor X," and he goes, "Ooh, which one? Uh, Stewart or McAvoy?" Yeah. There, it's so are,
2: confusing. The timelines are so confusing. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. They they are they are completely irreverent, and they are irreverent at uh, the Marvel world, at the X Men world, at Ryan Reynolds' other movies. I mean, yes. Nobody is safe, including the people involved in the movie.
1: Yep. And I love that because sometimes superhero movies can be a little bit too oh, irreverent of themselves. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Too serious. Well, what, yeah. Isabella, which which comics do you remember that you read?
1: Deadpool. Oh, I I don't remember the names. It was just some like random ones I found at the library. But he. Was oh okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was surprised um, when the last time I was on the radio food bar, those guys were extremely, extremely familiar with Deadpool's original story in the comics, and um, I. Got the, I purchased the digital version. They've got a compilation of Deadpool classics that goes back to his first appearance. And he was like that from the beginning. I mean, from the very beginning, he was an asshole and <laughs> making jokes and it's not taking anything seriously and just pissing everybody off. And... um and I like that. I don't know that when they introduced um, his girlfriend Vanessa, um, at least in the classic section, I don't know, in reality, um, she was already a mutant. She was already copycat, so it'll be interesting to see where they take that be at least in the film series. But Yeah, I haven't talked to anybody yet who didn't like it um, that's 18 or over, so... <laughs> Or <laughs> sixty five and under. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we were gonna um, segue into that because Deadpool did release on Valentine's weekend. It did, yes. Well, they had and, some like promotion too that was like the most romantic movie of the season. <laughs> and it was promoted as a romantic movie, and they and they spoofed that in the film, which surprised me. And. <clears throat> Regina had, t- had tossed out uh, maybe uh, talking a little bit about some of our favorite geeky cu- couples. Um, mine is not very very exciting, so I can start off with mine. One of my favorite geeky couples is Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese in Terminator. Terminator, nice.
4: Yeah,
2: that's yeah. a good, that's a good well, choice. I actually I
0: like that very much.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, that was that was. I wouldn't necessarily say a dark horse, but it was. It wasn't something that leapt to my mind.
2: Uh, it's it's a it's hard when you just say favorite geeky couple. Um, yeah, I mean that's kind of tough, and that relationship was kind of tough um, because you know you've got to throw this romance in there, and you're do, dealing with. Uh, Time travel, and somehow she's got to give birth to the future ruler, and all this bunch of stuff. And it's, I, I just think I like the way they did it, and it showed her evolution at the same time—that she was this, you know, waitress, and then all of a sudden she became this badass. And <laughs> uh, and he was part of that transition, and it was just kind of cool. Um, Isabella, do you have
1: one? Um. Oh my gosh, there's so many tragic couples and <laughs> trying to find something that doesn't end sad. Let me not pick somebody who dies. <laughs> but that's the first thing that came to mind. Well, that's okay. But it was uh, Zoe and Wash from Firefly. Aww. Oh. They're so cute.
2: Yeah, Okay. Okay, the I place. have another
1: one. Okay, I have another one that doesn't end horribly. Uh, Monroe and uh, Rosalie from Grimm, the TV show. Oh. Yet they're and adorable. They're the cutest. Yes. And yeah, and I like it. And I hope nothing bad ever happens to them because I will be
0: mad. <laughs> well, as long as Joss doesn't, you know, direct an episode, they'll be okay. Yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was so worried when they introduced those characters um, early on in Grimm. They were so likable. Um, I'd be curious to know as to whether or not that um, audience response. Um, was the reason those characters developed the way they did because I just love watching them.
1: I like how they they switch up their roles, you know? Yeah. Sometimes Moreau is the bit of a damsel and Rosalie comes and saves him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good couple actually.
2: What about you, Regina?
0: Oh, uh, I was thinking well obviously it was my topic suggestion, so I gave it all the thought. <laughs> I decided to pick somebody who um, I don't I don't actually watch anymore, unfortunately. Um, Booth and Brennan uh, on Bones. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it it was actually what kept me watching the last the last season I watched it and watched this year's. I'm I'm not sure I finished last year's. I don't know. They're on season what 500 now. Yeah. So it's, it's something actually.
1: like 10 or 11. And yeah, something. it's just. I
0: love them, but they
1: need to be done. With it. <laughs> no, yeah, I stopped watching that show after they got together, just because it just kind of part of was...
5: the appeal of that show in the first place was the tension between the two. Exactly. And one exactly. Away. Exactly. And, it's a, and it's I like thought they the baby into the show.
1: Yeah, they they did
0: pretty well, I thought, for a while, um, kind of carrying it through. Um, and I, I think I talked about this on a previous hangout, but I was only watching that show for like the last four minutes. Of, like character development mm. <laughs> anymore like I got so tired of the you know killer of the week thing mm. um, that I wasn't I wasn't really watching it for the show itself anymore so I stopped um, but the one of the reasons why I was was because I really did um, love Booth and Brennan together um, and I love the other couple on there, too, and I can't remember their names at this point, but um, I was really just watching for that, and then I was like, I'm, I just need to be done spending an hour of my week watching a show that
2: I wouldn't really want to watch four minutes of, so. Uh, do you have one, Ryan?
5: Uh, I have three that I thought of, um, and I really, I didn't before I got on, so I just thought of them just now. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna say, Leeloo and Corbin from The Fifth Oh,
0: Dallas. Excellent, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Big bada boom.
5: Yeah, uh, Peter Quill and Gamora from *Guardians of the Galaxy*. Oh. And then you, you got to throw in some Mulder and Scully in there, you know.
0: Yeah, I thought about them too. They did pop but in But I love mind. the
5: the the characters that you know they start off so opposite at the beginning of the story that you're watching yeah. and then at the end it's just it's fun to see how they ultimately develop into a couple i guess with the storyline mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: um, yeah Lee and dallas is a really good one because there's for a fun kind of it's almost a kitschy sci-fi movie that their char- those two characters are really multi-layered especially in their relationship that's pretty cool
5: well, and Bruce Willis was doing all the work through the entire movie to, to become a couple in the first place, and it was really just at the end when he had given up that she's like, all right, got to do this to save the world type thing.
2: Isn't that just like a woman?
5: <laughs> uh, I'm not going to answer that
2: question. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it was in Wally.
5: e That's a good one, too. man. I didn't even think about that one. That, that is a good one. I mean,
2: yeah. Eva was oh, just Eva. like, Prime directive, prime directive, prime directive. Scared Wally to death.
5: <laughs> uh, it was about halfway through the movie. Once I got on the ship, she was trying to keep him safe the entire time.
2: Uh, what about you, Mark?
3: Um, well, I don't n- know if you guys realize that this was a real hard one for Ryan and I because I don't think guys think of it like that, typically. Um
0: Oh, good. I'm glad we pushed your boundaries. We <laughs>
3: you did. You did. And uh, you actually gave me one while I was listening to you guys talk. I was like, going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And kind of gave me some of my own thoughts. But the one that I went to straight away when I was told about, you know, think of this, was uh, old school Han and Leia. Yeah. I was
0: hoping somebody
3: would bring them up too. Because, you know, she's a sassy and smart and full of P and he's a smart ass and a scoundrel, and, you know, you yeah. have to... They have Classic. the butt heads and everything. Ooh, scruffy looking, <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then I think uh, the one, the one that I came up with while I was listening to you guys—I haven't watched the show in a while, so I don't know where they're at in their relationship—is Fitz and Simmons from
2: uh, <gasps> Yes,
3: of, uh, or yeah, Agents of Shield.
2: Oh, it's I, so painful.
3: I, I, I love watching them in the scenes that they have together. The way they, the actors actually play off of each other. Man. Yeah. You know, I, I keep want you want them to get together. And last time I watched was end of last season. I kind of started picking up watching again this season. I I don't do very well at watching episodically.
0: Um, yeah.
3: On uh, during the regular seasons, you give me the the full the full season on Netflix. The Netflix
0: and, experience.
3: And then I'm good to go. You know, I can keep up with it. I can remember what. You know, I don't have to remember what day it's on, or what time it's on, or what channel it's on. I just go and find it and I watch it. Yeah, and it's,
2: Agents of Shield, I don't think is is um, is getting enough uh, enough feedback because the the story is really really interesting. Um, I think that what they've done with Fitz and Simmons is interesting, and um, they they constantly shock me, and I, I I'm wondering if. The first season with them trying to ramp it up. If if people just gave up on it too soon, because uh, oh, you sit you know watch it on Netflix and finish it finish it off, and it, the it, it toward the end you see how that story is developing, and you're at the end you're like, oh my god, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I watched when I attempted to watch the first season. Episodically, um, I think I gave it five episodes, and I was yeah. just not into it. And then exactly. everybody was like, "No, no, you got to watch one more. That's where it takes off." And sure enough, you watch. Yeah. You know, I think it's the sixth episode, and it's like, "Okay, I'm in."
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, and I, I love the fact that it literally is a living part of the Marvel, you know, universe as far as uh, um, the uh, Avengers go. You know, it's you know everything that's happened in all the individual Avengers movies and such since that TV show started has had some place in that TV show, you know, like uh, one of the episodes starts with them going back to London after the events of uh,
2: uh-huh.
3: uh, the second Thor movie um, with them, you know, kind of helping pick things up and investigate it and all that sort of stuff, you know, and yeah. um, my wife found something online, you know, where you can actually watch um, all the stuff like age, uh, um, Peggy Carter and Agents of Shield and the different movies in a certain timeline to watch them, you know, in the exact.
2: Oh, um, I love geeks.
3: Yeah, the exact timeline that they occur. Um, so yeah, it, it, I I love the fact that it's really woven into the universe. I think they could do it a little bit more than they have. I really
4: mm-hmm.
3: kind of. The only the only person from the movies they've had on really is Sam Jackson, as far as I know. I, again, this is not having seen much of this season yet so far. Yeah. But I would love to see you know Iron Man you know show up for five minutes or mm-hmm. or Falcon or the Winter Soldier or anybody you know anybody just yeah. show up for a minute or two you know or just be walking by in the background in the scenes yeah. you
2: know. Well, and they did the they did the same thing with Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Um, they make references to. The attack in New York and mm-hmm. what the other Avengers are doing and, and how they're impacted by it or not and um, their associations with them and um, mm-hmm. very, uh, very good writing on those shows.
3: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they uh, weave in Jessica Jones and Daredevil and uh, Luke Cage because I'm pretty sure they're going towards a movie where they're all in it as The Defenders. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they layer that all in together.
2: Yeah, I'd love to see more Luke Cage. Yeah. Did you see Jessica Jones, Mark?
3: Um, I have watched the, I think, where was I at in the series? I was at the point where she ended up staying at her childhood house with him. Uh, <gasps> oh, God. With him, And I, I don't remember how much more was left of this season.
2: Oh, not much.
3: Yeah, I'm a bad. I'm a really bad TV watcher for the most part. Yeah. Even even when it is, you know, I can sit down and watch the whole thing. I don't know why that is. If, if, I think in this case maybe it's because I'm liking the show and I don't want it to end, so I like stop, and then we'll come back and watch, you know, the rest of it when it's closer well, to time for the next season to come out.
2: Yeah. Well, we're transitioning really well into um, what all we're currently watching. What what are you watching right now, Mark? If anything.
3: Um, just The Walking Dead, just uh, which is part of <laughs> another another part of what we were going to talk about.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yay, Regina's caught up. I know. I'm up to date on it for the first time ever. Okay, yeah. so I'm trying to think. Um, so you finally got um, past the scene where um, Beth dies. Yeah. And... Spoilers, everybody. <laughs> uh,
4: it's
2: so old. That's, so but that's old. two seasons. That's two seasons ago, yeah.
3: right? Uh, yeah, Yeah, but we couldn't yeah. talk about things that happened two seasons ago when you were caught up, remember?
0: Well, yeah, but I'm on the show.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I'm, I'm tired of people going, spoilers! Well, what was the last one you watched? Three seasons ago? Oh, piss
4: off.
0: Yeah. I as soon as it came out on Netflix, so I would watch them as soon yeah. as I could. But, yeah, now... I'm up to date. Yeah, so I got yeah. past Beth and I got into Alexandria and Terminus. Terminus and yeah, so. Terminus. Well, Terminus was such a a blip. Like I thought it was going to be this huge thing, and then it mm-hmm. ended up being one yeah, of two Yeah, it really was a
5: footnote with all the buildup.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was like this big thing it was going to be, and then all of a sudden it was only, you know, very briefly that they were there. And and it before that before the that episode ended, I knew that they were cannibals. Like, as soon as everybody walked up and they were, like, handing meat out to strangers, I was like, they've Mm. got to be eating people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was nice to to see Kasia
5: Yara cook up some human burgers.
0: Yeah, here. Here, have a leg to chew on. You know, it's just like they have to be. They just have to be. But anyway.
5: So what does everybody think of uh, last week's episode? It's intense. It
0: was
1: intense. It was great.
5: I
0: thought it was
1: awesome. I for a sec thought that Carl had died.
3: I thought that whole sequence was a dream or somebody playing it out in their head. Yeah. yeah it
1: was like this yeah, is all just in their head or something. Um, I thought that Carl died for a second because that I don't know the CGI. I don't know if it was CGI or what, but I thought, had like the, sh- yeah, I thought yeah. he like shoot through. Yeah, I had been shot for sure, and then like, oh wait, I'm done. And then I was like, no, I'll keep watching. I'll keep watching because this can't be happening. And then
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: everything real. <laughs> really,
4: really,
3: your 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 uh, threshold for stopping uh, watching the show is uh, <laughs> apparently it car, was Carl. Car? I
1: don't know. <laughs> it was it traumatized me.
3: <laughs> the, the rest of the world is like, yo, if Daryl dies, we riot. But you're like,
1: no, yeah. not Carl. <laughs> 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 I think if if Carol or Carl died, maybe Carol. Yeah, Carol would be
0: a, a deal breaker. I think for me too.
3: No, she's yeah. gonna die. I just have a feeling. I don't. I don't know because I really don't. I haven't watched or read the comic books, but I just feel like she's going to go out in a blaze of glory at some point. The way she
2: she will because she's not at all like she was in the comic books. In the comic books, um, she committed suicide in the prison.
1: oh, oh I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: And Very she bad never character. was about ba- she never was a badass. She was she never gained any sort of uh resolution or stamina or anything. She just fell apart and um so they've definitely made her something different. Wow, she is definitely. Yeah. Not that she, character. And they I think they did fine with her. I mean, um, Carol in the comic was not likable she wasn't usable it, she was at a dead end and she they had to get rid of her um, and I think they've created a nice story with her on the show now what happened to Carl happened exactly in the comic book yeah so I was expecting that and I was hoping for that I was I was hoping they were gonna do that because it was time it was time for Carl to be able to have. Um, to me, visually, this kind of badass appearance. <laughs> what? Yeah, with the patch. What? I
0: didn't hear yeah.
2: what he said either.
5: Oh, I said, you know, it's time that he had his own wound. Yeah. He had his own wound, though. He's, he's been shot twice now. In
0: the,
2: I know. So. He shot more than his dad. <laughs> and I keep waiting to figure out if they're ever going to actually just keep teasing about Rick's hand being injured or if they're really ever going to actually chop off his hand? No
1: I think they said that they're not going to just because no. it's such it would be such a problem just budget-wise to yeah. to have him be handless? Yeah, see, be see handless.
5: See that out every yeah. Time?
0: Yeah, yeah it's one thing to put a patch on uh, an eye patch on somebody. Yeah that, I think else. that's
1: why he's growing that's why they had him grow his hair out so he could just be all broody and cover up the <laughs> bandage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guys.
0: I don't
3: know. You know what I loved about that episode? What? I, I, I absolutely loved uh, Negan's henchman. Oh God! <laughs> Just so, That was
2: so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's fantastic.
3: I'm like watching this, going, "How's this going to play out? Are they really going to kill off uh, oh, what's his name, the redheaded guy and Abraham? Yeah, Abraham. And, yeah. And uh, the gal that was with him up front there is like, Sasha. "Are they really going to kill them off? I'm just watching, and then the guy's like, am I going to do it? Oh, I'm going to do it. And then, boom! I'm like,
1: oh, yes! I laughed. That I was had to stop and laugh.
5: Yep, she was... won that.
2: It was fantastic. It was so fantastic. Yeah. I really
5: enjoyed oh, the, uh, really the tension out. that they built in the very beginning of the show, just with the music, and they were cutting back and forth between the different uh, areas, but yeah. that music was underlined, underlined the whole time and it made me think of the way that they did the the Dark Knight Yeah but with the uh, um, Joker. With the Joker with a that just that real low whining sound. It's like, mm-hmm. oh man. Yeah. It's real yeah. good tension builder.
2: Very good. It was very good. And I mean, you you're in a situation where it's like, okay, so if he they do kill Abraham or the girl, what's Daryl gonna do? Because that raises extreme tension with everybody because the audience loves Daryl so much. It's like, you know, are they going to just, you know, they have to knock him out and go away or something because Daryl's just going to go all Daryl on him or something.
0: Was I the only one that thought as soon as they, like, walked away with him alone, I'm like, okay, they're done. Like, I was, like, as soon as they started walking him to the back of the thing, I'm like, well, nothing bad's going to happen to Daryl that we don't see. Mm-hmm. everybody loves him too much. So as That's soon as true. he started walking away, I was like, okay, well, all these guys are going to die. I don't know how they're all going to die. Like, I <laughs> forgot. See, see, I'm actually a little annoyed, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, I don't think this episode should have been the mid-season premiere. I think it should have ended the first half of this season. Really? Um, mm. Yeah, I
5: do. Well, because there was so much good stuff that happened at the it's end. It's too much
1: of a hopeful note to end on for Walking Dead. Well, yeah. and I... I, I would have been I
0: think that would have been different for Walking Dead and that would have that would have been more intriguing for me I felt like there was so much emotion and so much minutiae of the story that you had to remember um hmm. that that d- didn't carry through however many weeks has been what four weeks five weeks hmm. Th- there was too much there was too much minutiae in the story that that I had to like struggle constantly to remember Um, I didn't have that problem too. I was like, who are these people? Yeah, like, I'm like, why (laughs) did I, you know, why, and why, and it had been too long, I would have cared more about the deaths of the blonde and her kids had it been at the end of the season before because there would have been more continuity of emotion with them because they were too new to have them die so brutally, and I, I was moderately I'm a little more sensitive to violence in TV and movies now than I used to be and and that has a lot to do with becoming a mom Um, Mm -hmm. but you know it was a hard scene to watch but I didn't care about those characters and I think I would have cared more about them had the continuity of that part of the story not had this gigantic gap of time Mm
1: -hmm. and I
0: think that that was actually a really poor choice on their part in terms of the narration and the storytelling to, to make that not because if it had ended on that like hopeful note, I think I would have been like, wow, like, what's this is completely different from them as a as, as instead of the gag or, or you know, of oh my god, what's happening, and they're about to walk out into zombies, like again, you know, I
4: don't know.
3: No, I I I, I think I agree with Isabella. I think if you end on that hopeful note, it's just it's not right, <laughs> it's not right for a cliffhanger on the
1: uh,
3: mm-hmm. on the uh,
1: I don't know, but <laughs> I just I remember agree. One, that one season where they they ended at the prison, right, and everything wasn't completely yeah. when well, they and, were
0: farming and everything.
1: And, <laughs> and, and, but they always they always
2: end up kind of showing what the next threat is over the over the horizon, though a little bit. They always give you a, peek. a little bit, and I, I think they have to end with a threat. And I wonder, I I'm really curious as to how much. The um, they take into the account the comic book audience because that mid-season cliffhanger was um, was even a bigger cliffhanger for me because I knew what happened in that scene. And with the TV show, you never know whether they're going to do it or not. Right? Are they going to follow through and let the boy and the mom get killed or not? Um, because that's not the point at which... Yeah, that is the point at which Carl gets shot, I think.
0: Yeah, it is, yeah.
2: Um, but it's not the person that shoots him. So there was a lot of changes, and so you never know. And so the cliffhanger was even bigger for me because I'm like, oh my God, are they, is everybody going to start dying now or not? So I don't know. But the, it's it just evidence of the good writing and the good storytelling that Um, We're able to talk about the characters the way that we do and and the the events and stuff. Now, I I do have to say, I think that the ending of last week's episode with Rick talking to Carl in bed and the hand, I I thought that was heavy-handed and cheesy.
1: A little bit. I agree.
2: Yeah. Okay. I'm
1: going to show you a new world, Carl. Yeah, we're going to make a new world together. I was just
0: like, yeah, I... To be perfectly honest, you know what the first thought I was that I had when it ended? <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I thought was, "Oh my God, The Walking Dead just jumped the shark." Like, <laughs> 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 Seriously, the first words that went through my head was, "Just it's over. Like it's downhill from here." And and I was just and part of it, like I said, was the that gap of time between those stories, yeah. like just the continuity of the emotion, just it felt it made everything fall flat at, to a degree for me. For through through a lot of the stories, I was pissed that Glenn was in a corner again by zombies and magically what gets, was, was that? you know you know like they shoot twenty zombies off him instantly. Come on, I mean you know I can suspend my my disbelief to a great degree. It but wasn't
5: <laughs> instantly. It was a little faster than, you know. You know, more, okay, quite 30 as seconds.
0: Fast. <laughs> 30 seconds of well, shots to get 20, as uh, you know, a horde of zombies off him. And
5: yeah, but it was Abraham, you know.
2: Yeah. That was, was was that. Oh, oh, that was a great shot with him up on top of that wall. What
5: was awesome. 20 zombies? Was anybody
3: else happy that the, the mom and the two kids died? Because I was. That was another one of those ones I was
4: like, yay.
3: I didn't
0: care. I, I honestly didn't care. I, I, I had didn't that. care. Yeah,
1: I just because enough. I thought it was a bad decision, to be honest.
4: I
3: I just, just
1: to, felt like you know,
3: I just felt like Rick doesn't need the uh, distraction.
2: <laughs> no, he doesn't. But. It was it, they were gonna have to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, that I I agree with that too. Like I didn't I didn't foresee them being as soon as they walked out there with the meat on and the you know through the horde of zombies with the little kid who was already like. Post traumatic distress. Yeah, as soon as he started saying mommy, I'm like, I bet he's dead. I'm like, there's no way we're not going to get through this. I didn't really need to see his throat bit by a zombie and his head bit and all that stuff. I didn't need to see any of that.
5: Yeah. Okay. I, I thought the scene itself played out really well because they shot it in such a way that you didn't know, like, there was no seeing the zombie come up behind anybody. It was. This person going down, and then that person's helping this person. All of a sudden, the zombie out of nowhere bites them, and yeah, um, that was a really cool scene. And also the the really quick shots of
1: I love that
5: characters uh, hitting at the at the zombies. I was like, wow, that's yeah.
2: yeah. Well, it gave you a feeling of, of the chaos and in, in the mob.
3: Well, yeah, that and I just loved the whole rallying of of the community. Finally, you know, everybody finally. Either getting killed or getting their shit together and getting on yeah. the survival train. Yeah.
1: <laughs> especially um their doctor. I can't remember her name right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. she finally like oh, gets yeah. together and he... like I'm gonna do yeah oh, I'm boy. gonna do this and we're gonna save save Carl. I think part of why it like traumatized me so bad with Carl's because I have two younger brothers. And so I feel very protective towards him. Hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, you can't kill Carl.
0: But That's I didn't so care. I didn't That's care true.
1: about that kid. Why? Because my whole thing has always
0: been, Carl can die and that will be just fine.
3: So. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. Um,
0: I wouldn't put it past them either.
3: <laughs> I've I read or saw some some sort of uh, rumor. It was either somebody talking on YouTube or some you know somebody posting somewhere, but that. Um, Andrew Lincoln is getting tired of being on the show and wants to be able to go back to, you know, England. Or an whatever. actor. Yeah, and be an actor or do whatever he wants to do. And
0: Well, he it, should pay attention for how that worked for Will Wheaton when he left Star Trek. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Will Pace, it totally pitched his acting career into the trash, so... The,
3: the difference is, though, this is a British actor, and yeah. they're, like, a uh, handover fist, head and shoulders above any American actor in the they world. Let,
1: then why don't they just let Carl take over for Rick?
5: Oh, please No. Get up okay,
1: and God, no. <laughs> or Carol. How about Carol? You know, I'm going to
5: play devil's advocate on the ending scene with Rick because if you look at it, I mean, yeah, it was it was a bit cheese, but you know, you got to look at it this way. He went out there by himself and started hacking on zombies, and then the entire community comes to his rescue, which is what he'd been trying to accomplish for a long time. Right. right. And I think he just he got... Uh, I think he got drunk on the emotion. Just like, you know, you get a good buddy of yours and, you know, like a, a bunch of beer, and all of a sudden they start, I love you, man! <laughs> you know, it's just... <laughs> they, I yeah. think just... He, it was, he was like an over-emotional time, and I think he just finally... You know, he was drunk in in the sediment of, of, of the whole thing. It's just like, you
0: know. No, so it's a good thing. Everybody kind of come together.
5: Right. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah, he yeah. finally got it, and he was like, oh, my God, this is a beautiful thing. Even though well, it was cheesy. I will agree on the cheese, but I'm just defending on why I think they probably wrote that part in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. And, you know, I'm always, as I say, you know, I'm a glutton to finish the story. I always have to know how the story ends. Um, um,
3: by the way, Glenn's going to die. <laughs> 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 and I think he's going to die this season. You yeah. think so? Oh, they set him up for being dead twice now in two three
2: episodes. Three times. Yeah. Oh, three, three times.
0: Terminus.
3: Yeah. But even more so, just in this season, like really close to being dead. And well,
0: and he's going to be a father, and yeah, you know, so now's the perfect super high.
2: time.
3: And he's the he's the moral compass of the group, so that means he's dead.
2: And the and the, they are a favorite geek couple. Yeah, I mean, everybody loves Glenn and Maggie.
3: Yeah, So,
2: blunt your hats. No, I think kids. it's. I don't think that the the shark is jumped yet if they do if they do what... Um, if Negan comes out uh, the way that he should uh, the bad guy um, in the show, if they play that right um, I think that they'll be okay but I, I do have to say that once Negan entered the scene after he came in and terrorized Alexandria and um, killed Glenn and uh, apparently subjugated Rick. That the comic got tedious. Um, it was constantly, "How are we going to take care of this guy? How are we going to take care of this guy? We're going to do an alliance with these people. We're going to do an alliance with these people." And just kept going on and on and on. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm. I feel like that they don't know what to do with this and they're just dragging it out. So it'll be interesting to see what they do on the show. Does anybody know how many more seasons they're renewed for? I
4: don't.
0: No. Sometimes that can can be an indication. So if we don't know and they haven't been like, oh, you know, X number more seasons of The Walking Dead, maybe that's an indication that they're sort of starting the wind-up of the show. I don't know. Interesting. Or maybe that's part of the reason why they they launched *Fear the Walking Dead*.
3: I saw an interesting um, thing by the uh, film theorist <laughs> on uh, YouTube, and he uh, he's come up with a theory that the the actual amount of time that is left um, for the zombies to be even on the planet because they're rotting yeah. is like 200 and some odd days or something like that. And he said, and the and his and his theory is that you know the production uh, people know this because that's what they've been doing all along. If you watch all the zombies as time goes by, and he said that's why this season you have basically taking up all of two days. When you think about, it, we've only seen basically yeah. two or three days for mm-hmm. a, the whole season so far. He said so. You know, when you get to uh, season fifteen, they'll be <laughs> huh. up in the Antarctic, and it'll be a, a like a twelve-hour.
2: 24
3: yeah exactly (laughs)
2: what's his name will show up (laughs) Jack Bauer yeah
3: I'm looking right now to see if uh, they've been renewed Um, ah, future seasons Uh, they have a pretty good idea of what season 10 is going to be uh and they have an idea of where seasons eleven and twelve will be. Mm.
2: So and see, they're going to have a problem with Carl if if they have a whole season or half a season that's only two days. I mean, that the age that oh, actor yeah. is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's already way past the
1: actual age of the right. kid in the book. You know. Mm. Um, so, I don't know how old Carl is supposed to be on the show anymore. I like 14, 15, maybe? No, he's not that old.
2: No?
0: Well, he was like... I mean, the, the lapse time isn't same. that much. It's been what?
3: I think uh, on the film theorist, he said the lapse time is 500 and some odd days. Right, I was going to yeah. say
0: a year and a half, and he was like 10 or 11
4: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, when the show young.
0: started. So he should be 13. I mean, the the actor who plays him is what 16 or 17. Yeah.
2: So. And the and you can tell the age differences. Then, I mean, when they grow up, that that is so. Yeah,
0: I saw somebody actually put a um a shot by shot comparison of Carl when he had been shot in Herschel's season on the farm, and um. Yeah. And this one, and I was like. Hmm. Because I wasn't sure how long, how much time it had been elapsed, but I didn't think it was enough to be between
2: us. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there anything else interesting out there you guys are watching? Is you anything else for Gina? Um, No, I haven't. You look totally shocked that I asked you. You're like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Her she caught up on the walking dead. <laughs> That's all she had to do.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, no, I was uh...
0: There's only, like, one other show I'm currently keeping up with, and I've never talked about it on K1 <laughs> Girls. So. Oh, are
1: you embarrassed? You have to, now you have to say. <laughs> oh, my God, is it worse than Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> I don't know. It keeping up with I'm the
5: Kardashians, guys. worse.
0: It's not any. It's not reality TV. It's a show called Jane the Virgin.
1: Oh, oh my God, I watched Jane the Virgin, too. <laughs> I absolutely... Right?
0: love that show. Um, The writing is outstanding. The characters are great. The acting is superb. I mean, I was just like, I put it on Netflix and was like, whatever this is, you know, I just wanted background noise one day and I'm like, and I found myself just, I was, because sometimes I, this is going to sound bad, sometimes I work and have the TV Mm -hmm. on as, you know, kind of background noise because it's, you know it's lonely when you work at home
1: and mm-hmm. um,
0: I had it on and I stopped working at one point and I'm just like riveted to the show and I'm like oh this can't be a behind the scenes show I have to I actually have to watch this show yeah so um, I love it that's the only other show that I'm currently up to date with um, and I just I think it's it's really good it and, is it's okay. a very smart show. It is a very smart show. It's a very smart show. So I wasn't sure anybody else would be watching it, though, because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it is, but it's that's... a, a... telenovela. Yeah. It is a telenovela,
2: yeah. That's fine. So. It's fun. Uh, it is fun. See, the guys are just like... What? Yeah, it's, <laughs> no, it's definitely not a guy. show. Jan
5: was not in reaction to your show.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: yes, I make no judgment.
2: Uh, are you watching anything else, Ryan?
5: Uh, Shameless, uh, The X-Files reboot, um, which I think the last episode of that is happening today, possibly. Um, I wasn't watching Walking Dead until I had to uh, talk about it on this show, and then I was trying to cram (laughs) it in right before we came on, Um, which I'm glad I did. It was a really good episode, but uh, no, nothing super new and exciting. What do you think
2: of The X-Files?
5: I mean, it's good. It's the same same as it was before. I mean, it really don't seem like they've aged a bunch since where the show left off. I mean, if you look at them mm-hmm. from, like, the pilot to now, yeah, they definitely look older, but Jillian um, Anderson...
1: is um, ageless. Still
5: looks this, <laughs> yeah, she really is. It does seem like she is ageless, and, you know, David Duchovny doesn't... I mean, he looks a little bit older, but, you know, the guy is still pretty fit-looking.
1: I was surprised with
5: Skinner. Yeah, and Skinner looks the same, just different colored hair. <laughs>
1: yeah,
5: exactly. He's, he's pretty, become very white in his uh in his age, but I mean, all the characters are are good. I think it's been a really cool little uh, little run of shows, uh, and the comedy shows, which were normally in the middle of the seasons of the X Files, um, have been. They've had a couple of those kind of back to back, and they were pretty funny. So, so
0: episode three. What or the Mulder was on mushrooms. That one, like, I yeah. haven't watched them. I just I saw some people writing about him. Was reading some articles. <laughs> a
5: buddy of mine says uh, a little bit of Hank Moody came into to Mulder. Oh yeah. Never <laughs> seen Californication.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
5: um, it was kind of a, a cross of those two characters, which was kind of funny.
0: I saw gifs of him dancing in that episode.
5: <laughs> Wait, you mean oh, a, yeah.
0: a gif? I a mean, gif, yeah. yeah, unanimated.
3: An GIF. GIF. Yeah. GIF. GIF.
5: GIF. GIF. Yeah. GIF. No, I've got to add butter. GIF is an animation. Okay.
3: Thank I, I, I have to. I have to ask everybody who's watched the uh, the relaunch of X Files. Um, is it the same old government alien conspiracy bullshit?
5: No, they actually address it in the very first episode, and ex- well, I mean, the theory of what it is, um, they kind of address it, and then they kind of leave it alone, or they've left it alone in the last four episodes. They've just—they've all been kind of individual episodes, but there's a, a backstory, a Mulder and Scully backstory that kind of keeps playing out um, throughout the different episodes about their kid, and you know, kind of where their relationship went after they so, we left them. So I've heard the,
1: the government thing is gonna come back though at the end.
5: Oh I'm sure it will. It has to. <clears throat> but See, that, I thought I it was really it. smart how they, they they kind of built that storyline. Um you know, compared to, and I didn't watch the last two or three seasons of the the series. Once David Duchovny left, I was pretty much done. Um but you know, I really the way that they did the government conspiracy thing um in this new refresh, I thought, wow, that was that makes a lot of sense. So they they could totally end it, you know, with that storyline in mind, and I'd be okay with it.
3: I um, I really liked the X Files the first season or two that it was on, when they weren't really doing the government conspiracy crap. Um, and then once they got all about that, I was just like, okay, I'm done. So I, maybe I'll have to go check out the the new stuff then.
5: Yeah, I think it's only supposed to be six episodes, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I thought so... it was five. Or... Oh, so there's yeah.
5: No, it's already, They've already had five, so this would be the sixth oh, one tonight. Okay. Is there? Does I'm, anybody think
3: there's a possibility that they're going to do an, another season, depending on the reception of this one, or is it? Completely? I doubt it. I don't know. Uh, the, one... I
2: thought the the first episode was really, really horrible. Um, I just thought it was uh, patchwork of nonsense. It just didn't make any sense. I think episodes two and on are what this re- reboot or rebirth was about. They, they made me laugh and to your point Mark, it's not about government conspiracies. Um, they, they are... Um, the characters appear a little more aged. They're having a little bit uh, you know Mulder actually goes through a crisis of belief um, where it's like you know all this stuff I used to track down has been explained he's like, I don't have a point anymore. And um, they kind of make fun of each other and go through the old song and dance and kind of laugh at each other about it, even though they know, you know, they're processing stuff. To me, episode two on, you can start with that, you know. Um, I disagree. That's the way it should (laughs) have been.
5: I said I disagree.
2: I know, I know.
5: You know, I, thought, I thought the way that they explained the whole conspiracy thing in the first episode was like, sweet. Now they can, you know, they've gotten it out of the way. Oh, it yeah. Makes sense.
2: Th- they and did. I think, I they, think had the had way they have explained it. Was, I think the way they explained is a 50, it was 50 great. 50 split. They explained right, it but. was great, but the, the, the way they put that episode together was crap. It was poorly made, that first episode was poorly made. And you had to really. Really use tweezers and go through all that storytelling mess to figure out. Uh, it finally, at the end, it's like, oh, okay, this is what this is. And it's like, that's a cool idea, but boy, it was painful getting here. Yeah. So. <laughs> Meh.
5: <laughs> We're just going to differ on this one.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> that's not
2: unusual, not- Ryan. That's not <laughs>
1: Let's see, Isabella, are you watching anything else? Um, Yeah, I've been staying up to date on iZombie. Oh, uh, really? Like, (laughs) um, I basically just watch it for Liv and the crazy things she does. Um, Elementary, Grimm. That's that's about it, really it's not a lot for me but <laughs> I have a lot less spare time than I used to so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mark did I ask you
3: um I think you did I think yeah you, you
0: started were... with Mark I think yeah. oh okay I think so
2: no I started with they you,
5: went into the... you... <laughs> actually you started with Mark then he said Walking Dead and then we talked about. oh, dead that's, right. oh okay. that's
2: right
5: that's pretty much it for me
2: I
3: don't watch a lot of
5: television as it happens um
3: mainly because I can't stand advertising. So.
2: Oh, yeah, I stream everything. I, I mean, that's I do everything on Hulu or Netflix. or. Oh, that's a question I was going to ask you guys. Okay, so each of you, which services do you um, subscribe to, if any? Netflix, um, Amazon, Hulu? I
3: have, I have Netflix and Amazon, but we're probably going to get rid of uh, Amazon. When our subscription comes up, because I don't really okay. feel like they have enough on there to really be worth it.
2: Um, what about you, Ryan?
5: Uh, I have Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime. I don't use Amazon Prime for the TV; I use it for the, the two-day shipping. But um, and that's just something that comes with it. I actually canceled my cable uh, last about a week ago now, uh, as soon as the as soon as football was over. Um, which I got to ask you. How was that uh, how was that Cam Newton fit treating you? <laughs> oh
2: of course. Yeah. I, I, to me, he got his just desserts. Good for you. He got his Good just for desserts. You. I wanted to Good see um, because Carolina was on you know the national stage, I wanted to see them play a game, but I knew this was gonna come full circle.
3: I don't know exactly what you guys are talking about. I had actually, um, I know Cam Newton's kind of a, a dork, but um, I was actually hoping that they would win just because they had played such a good season. That was that was all yeah. I was hoping for.
2: Me too, but I I, I think that um, I don't think that their season. I was always worried that their season didn't test them enough to be ready for the Super Bowl. It was a um,
5: terrible football game. It doesn't really matter. Both teams did not play well. Oh, I mean, no. Both teams played well, but, I mean, it was just a terrible football game. It, it was,
2: was nothing but a defensive game completely
5: yeah.
2: on both sides. But I think it was a wake-up call that Cam Newton needed. Um, yeah. And I think that I think I, I've also, I mean, I've never liked Cam Newton, but I have gained a little bit more appreciation for his personality type. His personality type is very hard for anybody to take. And he's got to learn to embrace the positives of that personality type and why it's gotten him to where it has, but understand where he crosses the line with it, where he is a bad sportsman. And I think that the he leads that team in some ways in confidence, but in some ways in some bad sportsmanship. So I'm uh, hoping this is a great the lesson for him.
5: being, like, super loud and boisterous. I mean, I can't say that I don't like all football players, too, because I, I really like, you know, Richard Sherman and the way he speaks out. But yeah, um, but defensive for the Seahawks, for everybody else was like, who? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, anyway, no, it was I completely a, derailed it was your a, question.
2: It was a boring game, and it was a defensive game purely, and I was shocked that they tanked as badly as they did, um, but I wasn't going to be shocked if they lost. Um, so...
3: And now, back to your reg- regularly scheduled Game on Girl.
2: <laughs> hey, no, no, no. hey break Game there. on Girl is diverse. It's a different gaming. We talk about everything. Know. I, know, I know, and I
3: don't mind it at all. I, I watch football from time to time, because you can't not do that in Wisconsin, because then you're a Philistine.
2: <laughs> um, Isabella,
1: do you subscribe to any services? Uh, mostly just Netflix. I use, I use Hulu, but most of the stuff I watch there is it. I, you don't have to pay for. Right. So, and I get HBO Go. I use HBO Go. Okay. When Game of Thrones time comes around. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And Regina,
0: I have Amazon Prime, um, which I use quite a bit actually, and Netflix, and I have Hulu, and I recently paid for the upgrade on Hulu so I don't have any commercials on it anymore. It's so nice. Oh my god, it's lovely. <laughs> it was like three dollars <laughs> more a month and I'm like this is worth every penny.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you well, watch two shows
5: without commercials it's like paid off.
2: Yes. Yep. Given that the actually, the Super Bowl actually reminded me of this and some other things. YouTube Red is a subscription service so how many subscription services are you going to pay for how Not many more are you broad. gonna add uh, I
0: will add HBO now when uh, Game of Thrones comes out yeah, <laughs> In April.
5: You know why? Because she was using my uh, my HBO Go and now I don't have it anymore. So there.
0: <laughs> well, to be fair, I was using Julie's. Hi, Julie. I was using Julie's to begin with. She was the one who got me started. I know,
5: and then she ditched you, so then now I ditched yeah.
0: you. Yeah, I know, and then everybody ditched me and now I'll actually have to come up and pay for it. But I'm willing to do that. Um, now that they have it, I, so I also they can, have to
5: pay for it. I know so. exactly. Yeah. So
0: now that you now that they have it, so you can just have HBO now as opposed to HBO Go. HBO Now is the one you can have standalone. Um, but I was thinking about that same question, Rhonda, actually with Amazon, um, because Amazon now has a deal where you can add um, like premium content to uh, Amazon Prime TV as mm-hmm. well. So you can add like Stars and some other networks um, yes. onto it. And I think Showtime might be in there too. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But um, I was thinking part
5: of. Uh, I think Showtime's part of Hulu.
0: Is it? Okay, they might be owned by the same people. But anyway, um, that basic idea of um, uh, like how many of these are we going to do? And I know for me, um, we're probably not going to do anything more than than this because I feel like I get my current TV with Hulu. And I, there's a lot of good kids programming on Amazon Prime. That's the reason why I tend to watch more on there, and you know, pretty much everything else on Netflix, I guess. So.
2: But it's sort of it's sort of following the pattern that customers have been screaming about with cable all along. Though is that we would like to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being able to customize.
0: A yep, a la carte, exactly.
5: Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the FCC just came out with a ruling that, uh, like, any provider can, or anybody can provide the set-top box for cable. Like, it's not against the law for that oh. to happen. So that's going to that's kind of break it wide open, and it'll be interesting to see where that, where that goes.
4: Because yes. one of the reasons
5: I canceled my cable, not because we didn't like watching television, though it was extremely expensive, but the interface is so crap. When yes. it comes to cable boxes, when it comes to their recording stuff, it's just—it's always glitchy. But you're still paying the same large price for it. Well,
0: you're premium, and, yeah. You're paying a premium for a—you
5: uh, know. You and I still price. had Hulu and Amazon Prime and Netflix, and so I was paying for everything. I was just like, you know what? Forget this. I'm not going to give them my money anymore if the, their service isn't going to match their price.
1: Right. That's exactly so, why we also got rid of our cable. It's just got too yeah. expensive for yeah, something. Yeah, it's just—it's just just not crap. worth it. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why
2: I've enjoyed or I, I originally started doing Amazon and Amazon Prime because they do have some of the episodes on there that are from HBO and stuff like that. You have to pay for them individually. But that's what I wanted from the cable station. I wanted right. to be able to go out there and say, I'll buy this whole season or well I've heard good things about this. I'll buy episode one and see if I like it. Right. And that way, I'm actually doing what I want to be doing to begin with and just paying for exactly what I want to watch.
5: Right, and we've been able to do that through iTunes for a long time, but I don't really want to own the TV shows.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't mind
5: buying the movies off of there because I watch them a lot, but you know, the fact of mm-hmm. buying a TV season, chances are I'm not going to go back and watch it and it'll be on Netflix or one of the services I already pay for eventually. Right. So,
2: yeah, unless it's a cable show that, is, that doesn't always, that's not always the case necessarily. And also, and you, especially if you wait for it to be on Netflix, I mean, it could be forever.
5: Yeah, but if you've already seen it, I mean, well, yeah, all right, I see I see what you're saying, but, like, I don't want to buy it and have it sitting on my digital service forever. I, I don't need to spend, because it's like $3 an episode. Two. You know, for those shows. Oh, well. I mean, but a lot if, of times, if you don't mind sitting through a few of the ads, like with *Walking Dead*, I just watched it off the AMC website before the show started. Yeah. And there was like, you know, only a couple thirty-second commercials in there, which I can think about other things while those are on. So. And I didn't have to pay anything for it.
2: Well, but the thing about it is, if with with cable, if, if which is what I'm comparing it to, it to cable, you pay for cable. And you never know, own any of those episodes. You can never go back and rewatch any of that. Ever.
5: You can't. I mean, because the cable service, like, depending on which one you have, has on-demand capability for a lot of oh, those yeah. shows.
1: That's right. That's right. But even Probably that, usually um... just limited. Yeah, yeah cause cause it's they'll have, like, limited two, it's three really
5: clunky. Just the interface yeah. is clunky and it's not smooth. It's, and it's just, You're pushing, and I mean, pushing like 50 you... buttons to get to an episode. It's like, come on.
2: And if you... If, if you um if you um, tally it out and you you say you know I'm paying an enormous amount of money for cable a month how much are you are you watching and how much do each of those episodes cost compared to what you watch that month are you spending two bucks per episode where I'm spending a lot less money per month I'm not spending it for cable and I'm watching exactly what I want I don't care that I own it or not Right, exactly,
5: that's what I feel, too. You know, that doesn't matter. You could buy an entire season, and you're still... You could buy, like, three seasons, and that's, like, a month of cable right there. Yeah. Like, the cost of... You know, I was paying monthly for cable with the subscription that I had. I could buy three seasons of of episodes at, like, 40 bucks a piece, and it still would equal what I was paying, like, in a month just for the TV portion of my cable service, not even even the, the Internet part.
2: Well, are you pay, are yeah. you paying for the um, HD versions of those?
5: Of the episodes? Uh huh. Oh, I I don't buy the episodes uh, just because I don't oh. really want them attached. The,
2: I just bought I just bought the entire second season of Penny Dreadful, and it cost me nineteen dollars
5: for the standard definition version. Yeah. I'm a so, I'm a nerd. I can't I can't not watch things in HD. It drives Okay. Me. <laughs>
2: So. But the price difference is usually not that ba- not that bad, though. I mean, the um, I can't remember what they were charging for the full version. It was probably, I think it was under twenty five. It wasn't forty. I get that's my point. It wasn't forty bucks.
5: Well, I think it's like forty four dollars for the um the whole season of The Walking Dead for this last for you know what what's played of season six and what's gonna come you know down the road. So, and I was thinking about that because. You know, my wife had watched it last week, and I didn't because I was protesting, and it was stupid, but um, it's like, I'm canceling my cable. I'm just going to cut the cord and not watch this anymore, and then Mark had to say, we're going to talk about it, and he ruined it. Way to go. Well, what were you protesting, the
3: cable or or Walking Dead?
5: Well, I just, I mean, I had kind of, I think I had mentioned it in a previous episode that I was somewhat losing, you know, some of the... The what I loved about the show in the first place, I was getting a little tired of it. Um, you know, this could be the last season, or next season could be the last season. I'd be okay with that. You know, mm-hmm. it it's nice when you know seasons don't drag on just for the sake of the fan base. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, eventually it just gets stale, and I was kind of having that feeling altogether with television, and so I was just gonna. I hadn't started the the second half of the season, so. You know, I didn't, I didn't care all that much, and now I care again, and I blame you. <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta admit, I've been feeling that same way too,
3: but it's a lot of it's been because of them having characters do things that I think are opposite of what they've established as being that character, um, and so I've, I've been on the fence now for this season and pretty much all of last season, and have. And, and my wife's... It's exhausting. Yeah, my wife's the same way, too. She's just like, you know, I'm... I'm like, okay, when Glenn was trying to find Maggie, um, in my world, Glenn was never stupid enough that he would have gone into the crumbling tunnel of zombie doom because that's the shortcut to finding Maggie. The Glenn that they set up, you know, in the first two three seasons was this guy who's really smart, and he survived as long as he has by not doing stupid shit. And just because he's in love now, he's gonna do stupid shit. I'm like, no, no. If you had half a brain in your head, you go, Yes, I love this girl, and if I want to get to her and be sure that I get to her, then probably the smart thing to do is to go around. It's not gonna take me that much time to go around a tunnel, you know? Yeah. In the in the scheme of things. So that's just like one of it one of the examples I could give, but there's been several in the last two or three seasons and it just pisses me off to no end. And I've kind of been feeling like, I don't know, maybe I should give it up, you know, and, and the wife's feeling the same way, and then they do an episode like this last one where I was like going, holy shit, that was awesome! <laughs> yeah, it was a good episode. It really but was. Now, but now we'll see what they're going to do for like the, what, next five episodes.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And
3: I and I don't really have anything good to say about Fear of the Walking Dead. I, I thought that show was a train wreck up until...
5: You I still know, have yet to see the last two season episodes of the season. I'm just kind of like, meh. <laughs> yeah, it it just was. I wanted to like it. I really did. I but... did too.
3: You know, I wanted to see how this this whole thing goes down. That's to me is what's fun is seeing how it happens and how mm-hmm. things deteriorate. But I just can't put up with the characters
5: in the show. God. <laughs> yeah, the characters weren't great in that one. Yeah. I, I, oh, I hate
0: to be Debbie Downer, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Whatever.
0: But we have to wrap up. <laughs> Uh-oh.
3: <laughs> all right, so all we got to do is get past what we're reading and what we're playing really quickly. All Ready? right. Go. <laughs> Simultaneously, go.
0: Yeah, all at once. <laughs> I'm reading um, The Lost Hero uh, by Rick Rordan, uh, who did the Percy Jackson series. It's... a uh, complimentary series in that same universe.
4: Um, and how are
3: you liking it so far?
0: I really like it. Okay, so great. Then.
3: Regina, what are you reading? That
5: um. was Regina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Mark isn't the host.
2: <laughs> yeah, he gets confused. <laughs> he
5: gets very confused sometimes.
2: It was a good effort, Mark. Don't <laughs> yeah. let it him was. keep uh, trying. Yeah, um, keep
3: trying. Let me go put my helmet on. <laughs>
2: Uh, I've been reading almost exclusively comic book late, comic books lately. My attention span has been really, really short, and um, but I'm okay with that. I like I mentioned, I went back and started reading some of the classical Deadpool, and I'm also reading classic uh, Suicide Squad. I went back to the beginning uh, when Suicide Squad was created, and I, I love, like you said, Mark, I love knowing how those things came about.
1: Yeah. Isabella. Uh, right now I'm reading a book called 52 Cups of Coffee by Megan Gebhardt. She goes around and it has was. a cup of coffee a week by, wow. with just complete strangers all over the world. And it's pretty interesting. Different from what I usually read. That is cool. Okay. Yeah. Ryan, are you reading anything?
5: No, but they are coming out with a new Harry Potter book, which I hope is good. Had a
1: book? Uh-oh. Is that a book? It's, it's a, a book. script for a play.
4: Oh.
1: sure like, no. you're talking okay. about the same thing. Then... Oh, gosh, what is it called now? I okay. know it's going to
5: be a play, but they're supposed to put out a book simultaneously with the play. But is it an actual book, mean? or just... Yeah, it's an actual the book. It's a not
1: yeah. Okay.
5: Don't crush my dreams. Don't crush my <laughs> Harry <laughs> Potter, Potter crush dreams. crush my
0: dreams before they even happen. What's it That's called? Right. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> I can't. I don't remember. know. I don't remember. I don't remember.
5: My wife was telling me about it, and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." Because I, I tore through those books. I enjoyed them so much. But yeah. I'm also listening to um, "Secondhand Souls," uh, which is the sequel oh. to Christopher Moore's "Dirty Job so. I love.
2: I haven't read that one actually. I haven't read that one.
5: Yeah, uh, I'm about halfway through it. What do you think? It's a, It picks up right where it left off. Um, all the characters are the same uh, from where they were before, so oh, there's some cool. good familiarity with it. Um, and I don't know; it's been a while. I, yeah. I put it down for a little while, so I'm I'm not gonna yeah. be able to think of it on the fly. I'm just gonna on one ahead.
2: I like Dirty Jobs. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Mark, are you reading anything?
3: Um, it's kind of funny that you mention that. Um, I was reading, uh, Secondhand Souls and kind of stopped reading it about Chapter 8 for some reason. I kind of go in spurts where I'm a voracious reader and I just devour things, and then yeah. for another six months I'm not interested. Um, what I'm currently, I'm not reading anything currently, but what I'm looking at, um, reading soon is, uh, the Stephen King, um, uh, novel Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, since they have that, uh, um,
5: that's Leasers. a good one. Oh, yeah, I am watching that. And I will say the first episode of that, very true to the book. And I was not disappointed by the characters and who they picked. and uh, It's a good book. It's a little bit lengthy. They definitely could have cut some stuff out of the book uh, to make it a little more streamlined. But really good story. Kind of a cool, uh, cool time travel story.
2: Yeah. I was surprised. Um, John turned that on the other night. I was surprised that I liked it because I tend to not like the historical type stuff. And I don't like James Franco, but that was good.
5: Well, and Stephen King stories that are turned into TV movies or TV series or just general movies are really hit and miss. I mean, there's way more bad ones than there are good ones.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, What about, what are you guys playing, Regina? Uh, I'm playing Hive, uh, both
0: uh, live and in person and on my phone. There's an app that you can play. It's a There's an app app for that. There's an app for that. It's a two person um, strategy game. It's a little chess like, but it uses um, insects, and all the insects move differently, and you can move the tiles differently once you have them set up on the board. Um, and you start. Is your... that the one that I played with you guys? Yes. You, yes. I was going to say, Ryan's played it here. <laughs> we just yeah. got it. That well, was the first right. time. First yeah, time we played it.
2: Yeah. yeah. And you can get on your phone. i lost and you can if that. I
5: remember correctly. Um,
2: so do you remember. play with friends on your phone or play by yourself? You can do both. Okay.
0: In general I've only been playing on by myself because I was still kind
2: of learning the rules for it.
0: Um, but it is interesting um, strategy wise if you want to force a draw, if you want to force it so that nobody can win because um, you're trying to protect the queen of your you know your hive essentially um, and so in the app you can't actually start with your queen because the likelihood of a draw is so high when you start with your queen so if you want to cheat in
2: real life <laughs> just start with your queen <laughs> What about you Mark? Are you playing anything?
3: Um, I am currently, uh, I've been playing the new XCOM, XCOM 2. Um, I don't remember if it actually has a subtitle to it or not but i um, been playing that. They did a really good job on that. Um, I've been playing a lot of Seven Days to Die with uh, um, Ryan's brother, actually, and they're supposed to be putting out another big update for that here um, sometime in the next month or so, supposedly. Um, and I've been playing a lot of Path of Exile, getting ready for their expansion that's going to drop here in a couple
2: weeks. Um, so. And Seven Days to Die, I don't know why I haven't heard of that. What is that?
3: You never read my column.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know what that is.
3: <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of like uh, Walking Dead meets Minecraft, except for much better graphics, and uh, um, the zombies in Seven Days to Die are a lot more scary when they get to the jump on you than the zombies in Minecraft.
5: But okay. Scary or aggravating? Hmm. A little.
2: <laughs> I think so I like may be with you, Ryan. Or what are you playing, Ryan? Uh,
5: well, I did buy the new Rise of Tomb Raider when it came out for PC just to let it crash on me every hour or so, so I'm currently not playing that until they fix whatever issue hopefully they fix because it's a great game and it gets you involved just in, just enough, and then the game crashes and just really mm-hmm. makes you angry. Um, but I'm going to be getting back into Fallout 4 a little bit. The expansions are coming down the line um, and... Thanks to uh, Rhonda playing uh, the Division beta, I downloaded that and was trying it today. And after this, uh, Mark and Trevor and I are all gonna get on and try the co-op together. Oh, cool! Which you're more than welcome to join us, Rhonda.
2: Oh, that um, I, I'm I maybe maybe co-op out. I don't know, but it would be interesting to play with some new people. We played that all weekend because this weekend it happens to be my husband's birthday, and oh, also Happy birthday, happy birthday John! And Ever? also beta weekend, and he said, you know, it was like, hey, do you want to go meet up with friends? Do you want to go do that? I want to play beta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, that's what no. we'll do. And so we played that quite a bit Friday night and yesterday, and it is a good game. It is really it's good. It's
5: different. I mean, I was really impressed with the, the the way that the graphics and the the user interface and stuff like that works on. It's kind of different. Yeah, recently. So,
2: I, I, um, I sort of saw it as like um, a combination of World of Warcraft and Diablo. Um, I think the RPG version and also the massive group raiding because you've got the Dark Zone. And then you've got uh-huh. the outside area where all the missions are. It's really interesting. It's going to hit a whole lot more gamer types. It's definitely very uh, ambitious.
5: And it doesn't come with a subscription.
2: Which and is it nice. does not come with a subscription.
5: Holy crap, yeah, so what? Well, <laughs> I'm sure they will find a way to monetize it
3: somehow.
0: Oh, it'll have to be monetized everything else.
3: But... Yeah, why would, why would you put out a game and expect people to pay good money for it and just play it? Why would you do that?
5: <laughs> I mean,
4: upside oh Down World.
5: <laughs> How are you, uh, Isabel?
1: Um. Most recently, I finished Lifeline Two by Three Minute Games. It's it's like a text based game on your phone where you get like uh where you get update like real time updates. So sometimes you have to wait for it to come back. You're basically trying to save this 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 person who you're like connected to through some I don't know thing that they just like hand wave away. Anyway, it's interesting.
2: I'm <laughs> reading It would take
1: it would take too yeah. long to explain the whole backstory. I recommend the first one, just the regular the first Lifeline game because well, you should get into, is
5: into it because Regina's trying to wrap us up and you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I was actually
1: going to ask Isabella how her uh, Settlers of Catan game turned out last night. Well, uh, spoiler, I lost. Of course, <laughs> I, I don't win games. Uh, but it was fun. It was only, like, the second time I played Settlers. And uh, let's just say I, I swore a lot, like, pretty much every every other time I play a board game. So, how
5: about how you start and expand? Someone,
1: someone was cornering the brick market, and... Uh, just nothing was happening. <laughs> it was very frustrating. Was
5: it Regina? Was Regina cornering the what? brick market?
1: No, it wasn't. Me. No, it was just some other friends of mine.
5: See, Cause... it's better when you play cards against humanity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Isabella's other personality comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Which
3: apparently is just in sync with mine.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: As a matter like of fact, that. the last time I played cards against humanity was with Isabella. Yeah. That was a long time ago now, but.
2: Oh did. man, that was a while. That was a while ago. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. All right, I think that's it. Yeah, it's been nice uh, playing, uh, talking with you guys, and catching yeah. up. We had a great we had a great pool of topics today. We did have a great pool of topics. This is good. We did have a, a, lot
0: a of good dead job. pool
3: of topics.
2: A dead <laughs> pool of topics. <laughs> <laughs> <A bit>
0: of... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Isabella. <laughs> guys uh, thanks for watching and listening Uh, please make sure to check out gameongirl.com leave us your feedback and we're always glad for topics for these hangouts so let us know what you'd like us to chat about we don't block comments we don't block comments (laughs) until (laughs) next time get your geek on
4: Bye. on. Bye.
0: bye